You're listening to The Dr. Chris Show. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today we have the wonderful Melissa Buchan. She is a really awesome rock star here when it comes to helping women get back their periods, get their cycles synced up how they should be so that they can be the most optimally optimally ready uh, to have a child and just overall just be their healthiest version of them. Uh, she's been doing this for a long time, 15 years in the fertility aware- awareness area. Uh, she was the first neo fertility advisor in the United States and a Duke trained integrative health coach. So Melissa has it all figured out. So if you want an expert on all things menstrual cycle and getting that back and on track, she is your woman. So Melissa, great having you on today. Hey, Dr. Chris, it's great to be here. And I love that you say, you know, women are at their best when they're having a cycle. Cause that's right. Ovulation is just not about having babies. It's about being healthy. Good ovulation is a sign of optimal health. Absolutely. So Melissa, tell us what got you into this niche and helping women with their cycles. Yeah. You know, well, long story. Um, and typically women, when they say, what do you do? I say, do you really know what I want to know what I do? Cause I teach women um, how to really not just chart their period, but track their cycle. And it all comes back to a personal story. So, uh, you know, high school, um, started cycling late. I was a late bloomer. It never regulated. It was painful. I had chronic fatigue and it, it really caused, I mean, I, I was studying abroad as a foreign exchange um, student one summer, and I just had the worst period of my life and it was embarrassing. It was traumatic. So as soon as we got back to the States, my mom took me to the doctor and we wanted to know what was going on more than anything. I was desperate. What was wrong with my body? Why was it in pain? Why was I so tired all the time? And I'm sure you can guess what I was given as a solution. So Dr. Chris, what do you think was the solution they gave me? They probably want to put you on birth control, I'm guessing. That's exactly what they did. They put me on the pill and I didn't know any better. I was told that was the responsible, healthy thing to do. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I was also told at the ripe old age of, I think I was maybe 16, 17, that if I ever wanted to have children, IVF was probably my best option. I had no idea what IVF even meant. Having children was nowhere in my thought process at that time. I just wanted to feel better. Mm-hmm. So I went on the pill. It did alleviate some of the symptoms, the pain didn't touch the fatigue at all. Um, so I stayed on the pill for a few years, then transitioned to university where I studied biology and it was in anatomy and physiology where I learned how the body is actually supposed to work. And that the, that hormonal birth control actually shuts down a normally functioning biological system and breaks the communication between the pituitary gland and the ovaries that I thought I am doing nothing to heal my body. I'm trying to eat the right things. I'm trying to exercise the right way. I was focusing on sleep to combat chronic fatigue, but yet here I was putting synthetic hormones 
hormone into my body that was completely shutting down a natural biological system. So actually after that aha moment, I went back to my college apartment, threw the packet of pills away and started searching for answers. And that led me to charting my cycle with a medical management model. And it was such a transformative, transformative experience for me that here I am 15 years later, teaching women to really become masters of their body through charting their cycle and connecting them and helping them build a care team so that they can really thrive in their body and balance their cycles. That's awesome. You know, it's amazing how many first options for young women is to just go on the pill and it can destroy their bodies moving forward. I mean, a lot of women don't realize that it drastically increases their, increases their risk for breast cancer, uh, creates other hormonal imbalances, maybe keeps them from ever getting pregnant because they, you know, their bodies is so confused at that point. And I think at a young age too, you know, you don't know any better. You're just following what this doctor told you to do. A lot of times parents don't know any better and they're just at mercy of the doctor as well. They've, they've got a, a teenage girl who's hormonal and they don't know what <laughs> they're trying to make her happy. And it's like, just do whatever, but it's, it's traumatic and it can be very traumatic for uh, the woman involved. And then eventually maybe even the spouse when they're trying to have a, a child as well, if that's in, in part of it as well. So uh, tell us, so you started to go down this road of helping women get back their cycles. Uh, what are some of the things that you see affect women's cycles in the first place? Obviously you mentioned birth control, but like that's, that's kind of an after the fact thing. I mean, that could be something that also affects it, but what are some things that you see in today's world that is just really throwing women's cycles off? Yeah. A lot of it is long-term use of birth control, but there's usually an underlying reason for that. So women, a lot of women are going on the pill at a very young age for abnormal cycles, painful cycles. And the pill simply is a band-aid approach. It is going to alleviate the symptoms, but it does nothing to heal the underlying issue. So those symptoms will come back with a vengeance, those underlying problems when hormonal birth control is stopped. PCOS, I feel is at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. um, I think like one in every 10 women um, are affected with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which I think is a misnomer. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have a bunch of cysts on your ovaries. Yes, that is a symptom. It's an easy way to diagnose, but it's so much more. It's actually a metabolic disorder. There is a whole metabolic process in the body that's off, but the wink link in your body are your ovaries. So your ovaries become very sensitive to this overall imbalance. Um, endometriosis is another, um, another condition that's really an enigma that we see often. It's very hard to diagnose women. Often, I think the average, a, a length of time to get a proper diagnosis is 12 years for endometriosis, um, thyroid, of course, but a lot of just really imbalance and gut imbalance, just overall, um, stressors, both external and internal stressors. I say, as the cycle goes, so goes your overall health. So your cycle, if you know how to read into it is a great barometer and read on your overall health. If something's not wrong in your cycle, that doesn't just mean that your reproductive system is off. It means there is an imbalance in your overall system because we are an integrated being. Our bodies aren't isolated into these different biological systems. Yes, we do have different biological systems, but they all speak to each other. They all kind of bounce back and forth off each other and they thrive together. So knowing how to tap in, I mean, it's actually in the ACOG medical literature that a well-charted cycle is a vital sign, the fifth vital sign in women. Um, and so that's kind of really kind of become a catchy phrase nowadays, uh, but this was about, I think 12 years ago, I'm around about ballpark when that article came out. And I remember sure. I was so excited when that article came out, like finally they're catching on, they're realizing this. Absolutely. And so when you look at these different stressors, do you feel that 
emotional stress is just a bigger factor for women, women's cycles being affected more than even the physical stressors, like maybe the foods they're eating or maybe the environment that they're getting exposed to? It can be, it can be. And with emotional stress, it really is what your, um, what your resistance and resilience to it is. So, you know, we have to look at a person's, um, overall, um, their overall constitution. And if so, if they have a more gentle constitution or maybe impacted by, by emotional stress, it's definitely going to impact them. Some people are a bit more resilient to that, but then compounding factors. So let's say that maybe you have, um, some food allergies or food sensitivities, or, um, maybe you live in an environment where there are some external toxins that are actually causing some issues. And then you throw on a compounding, um, stressor of a big emotional event that can definitely be the kind of the point that tilts the, the, catalyst the tot- tilt, yeah, right? there we go. The catalyst that tilts it in the wrong direction kind of causes the cascade of, of events. COVID I've seen it, some crazy COVID cycles, typically women who have normal cycles, it hasn't affected them too much, but the community of women um, that I work with, they usually come to me because there is an underlying issue. Their cycles are out of balance. And so I find those women um, who have had COVID and they, their cycles are dramatically affected. Typically when we see a cycle affected by stress, what's happening is it's delaying ovulation. So a lot of times I would say, well, I missed my period or, you know, my cycle went missing. Really what's going on is that ovulation is being postponed or the quality of that ovulation is being affected in some way, but ovulation is the navigator of the cycle, but as a result, it affects the next upcoming menstrual period. So that's usually the marker that women can read, but it all has to do with the quality of the ovulatory event. No, absolutely. So it's crazy how often that, you know, women will come into the office and they'll be concerned. They think they're pregnant because they, you know, quote unquote, miss their cycle. And then I ask what's been going on in their life the last couple of weeks. And they're just super stressed out. Everything's going wrong. It's like, no, you're just stressed out. Your body is trying to put some resources in some other areas to help you survive right now. But when you look at cycles, what's, what's the best way to start tracking your cycle or what's the, how should someone go about really even starting with that? Oh, that's a loaded question because there are so many different ways, but that's really the exciting part of charting your cycle is that there are so many different options. It can be overwhelming. So it's really finding the right resources that fit with your, your needs, your learning style with the amount of energy you're willing to give to it. There are a lot of DIY approaches that you can take. Um, for example, Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler. It's a great book. It's kind of like the Bible of do-it-yourself cycle charting. Um, there are also classes that you can take. There's a program like mine, Chart Your Cycle, where I walk women. We have a, a community plus a one-on-one coaching aspect of the program. Um, there's paper charting and there's apps. Now, there is a caveat to apps. I say there are, I mean, femtech is exploding right now. There are a million apps out there to choose from. They're not all created equally. The majority of them are period tracker apps. It's important. Every woman at a minimum should know when her last menstrual cycle is. You go to the doctor. I'm sure Dr. Chris, that's a, a question you ask your female patients all the time. When is the first day of your last menstrual period? And you're not just wanting to know this, to know if they're pregnant, you want to know where they are. And if they say something like 45 days ago, well, that's a red flag. Okay. Well, why was it 45 days ago? If you're not pregnant and this is your typical pattern, we need to look into that because that's outside of the normal healthy parameter. 
So all of that said, a lot of apps out there, but you really want to be wary of ones that are just tracking the first day of your period or ones that are predicting, because you cannot have an app tell you, oh, you're ovulating today, you're fertile today, your period's coming next week. There's so many variables that can happen in an app. So I really warn women against predictive apps because typically those just become a point of confusion and you end up not using it. So finding something that maybe can help interpret your data based on individual algorithms, not population-based algorithms. Um, I'll, I'll throw you know a little plug-in for my app. So I yeah. am... Um, I'm a partner in the Chart Neo app. Um, so I've partnered with a wonderful physician, Dr. Phil Boyle out of Dublin, Ireland, and myself and our wonderful software developer. So we are a team of three and we've created a app, Chart Neo, that really pulls in all of the kind of, so in the area of fertility awareness, there are a lot of different methods. So we take all of the proven scientific elements from the top and um, most popular methods. And we pull them all together in the Chartneo app and we're secure. That's something that's really boring. It's not fun to talk about, but we do not share data. When you are charting your cycle, this is very personal, intimate data that you're mm. putting into a device. So I always caution women, know where your data is being used. We do not share with any third parties. Um, and, and I've just read some kind of pretty, um, pretty unnerving articles about what is being used with this personal data. So oh, I'm sure. just people to... are so, everywhere mining our data, right? They're listening yeah, exactly. To right it's now, like, right? do you really want them to know? Like, you know, you're again, cycle data. It's very, very personal. So chart Neo, that's, that's what I recommend. And that's what we use in my program. So what are some of the metrics that you guys use for your tracking to use like temperatures to help with your tracking? What, what are some of those? Aspects? Yeah. So, um, it really, the great thing about this app, because we do pull from all of the, the most well-known fertility awareness based methods is that you can customize it. So at the foundation, the most reliable, um, way to navigate the menstrual cycle is to learn how to really interpret cervical mucus. And the approach that we take is external mucus observations based on the estrogenic quality. So this is what is shown in the research to be the most reliable. And we do external observations because we really want this to be easily insertable into a woman's daily activity of living. So we don't require, um, you know, difficult means to making your observations. So we first start in what just simple observations in tracking cervical mucus, and then we layer that information. So you can add basal body temperature. Um, you can use um, hormone testing kits like proved progesterone strips. Um, sometimes LH strips might be helpful. So I really like to tailor it to the needs of my clients to see what's your goal, what's your intention, uh, and, and then kind of customize the approach to their needs. But, oh, and basal body temperature. I don't know if I mentioned that. But yeah, yes, yeah, you hit, yeah, that, so you hit on that one. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. so you got this, this app that's going to help women track their cycle. What if you get this, the woman who they haven't had their cycle for maybe months, maybe years, how would you go into that? Yeah. And so we, we want to dig, we want to say why. Um, and so, so for example, if that situation, a woman comes to me and she says, I'm not cycling. And she is of course not in the age of, of menopause. Um, I want to do a thorough intake on her and then get her the right resources so that she can get to a doctor who, or a, a clinician who's going to help restore. So part of the work that I do is help network with my clients with restore, re reproductive, restorative reproductive medicine clinicians. So these are doctors and nurses and medical professionals who are trained in specific modalities of medicine to help restore the reproductive um, system. Sometimes you do need medicine. It has its place. Um, and so like a typical, you know, you know, precocious, you know, menopause or not cycling women, there's a whole host of reasons. It could be, um, you know, elevated, um, FSH. It could be that, um, maybe they're deficient in some nutrients. It could be a whole host of things. So we want to dig 
deep into that. And then of course, what's, what's their intention? Do they just want to balance the cycle because there's a health issue to feel well? Or are they trying to achieve a pregnancy? Um, you know, so often a, a woman presents with that. They're just kind of sit, I don't know what to do. Go to the IVF clinic. They'll help you out, but that's doing nothing to restore the body. And so the success rate is going to be really low if we can't, you know, set up the environment for, for a healthy conception. Absolutely. Now, a lot of the women that you have coming to you, what are you seeing them coming to you for? Is it because they just want to have that reg regular cycle because it's a sign of better health for them? Are there a lot of your women trying to start a family or, or get pregnant? What's their motivation? Yeah, so there's really three main categories that women come in, into our program for. The first is they just want to be healthy and cycle healthy and and they want to, to navigate their cycle for natural birth control. So they're not really interested in mm -hmm. putting any type of, of um, synthetic hormones in their bodies. And so they really understand that you're not fertile every single day of the month and they're able to read their cycle for those purposes. The second group is that of women's health. They just want to monitor um, and know how to read their cycle so that they can tap in. I call it kind of biohacking and living a charting lifestyle. It's not just about whether or not you're fertile or infertile or ovulating or not, but where you are in your cycle, be it follicular phase, the ovulation phase or the luteal phase that reflects hormonal levels, which impacts energy. It impacts appetite. It impacts needs for sleep. And a lot of women out there just really wanting to tune into that. And then the third area of women that I serve are women who are struggling with infertility, reproductive health issues, PCOS, endometriosis, and they're wanting to build a care team to really navigate and heal these issues in their life. That's awesome. I think that's so important because everyone comes in at different stages in their life and what they're trying to accomplish. And it can be a, a super stressful time for women too. I think, uh, I would think at least that the fertility aspect of things, because there's just sometimes more pressure on the, on the woman or there's just the man and all these things. And you have family asking, Hey, when are you guys going to start the family? When are you going to start the family? Well, you know, do you want me to talk to you about my menstrual cycle and all the problems you're having? So it can be very touchy thing there. And so as you look at their lifestyles and you're starting to help cultivate, you're trying to essentially build a foundation to their health, not just their menstrual health. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So if, so a menstrual health is, it's kind of the, the, aftermath of, of how well-balanced the overall lifestyle is. So we are looking at all lifestyle factors, emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, all areas of, of a health will and, and really helping them prioritize what areas may be out of balance or what areas are most important to them to focus on. Sometimes it's just exclusively their, their cycle and their reproductive health and trying to achieve a pregnancy. Other times it's, it's balancing it all, but they can really identify what those specific stressors are that are throwing their life out of balance. And it's constantly changing, you know, in life, we may master one area only to have another area kind of shift out of balance. So it's always kind of keeping a pulse pulse on where you are in life, what's most important to you at that moment and where your focus and energy needs to be um, put. We only have so much time and energy in a day. Mm -hmm. And so if we can really guide that energy um, into what we want to get out of that day and that time in our life, it just gives a little bit more meaning um, and purpose and, and joy, um, hopefully in, in our overall day-to-day -day life. Absolutely. You know, and there's women right now that are going to be listening that are maybe just at a super dark place. You know, they're super frustrated with where they're at. They've tried a lot of things. Maybe they think, you know what, I don't know if, if she can help me. Uh, just I'm, I'm like the worst, going to be the worst and patient that she's ever had. Can you share like maybe just a story or two of just some of the 
successes that you've had in helping women either get their cycles back regular or that maybe they hadn't even had a cycle in a long time and it was just able to sort of get them back on track? Oh yeah, I've got a couple. I don't know which one to choose from. Um, just this week, I've been um, working with a client who. Um, so I don't have I don't have the like the the happy ending yet, but she mm-hmm. struggles with repetitive miscarriage, and um, just you know a cycle away from from going to IVF, um, but just a lot of parameters in her cycle that um, are, are are some red flags and cause of concern. So. Um, we got her charting well, and we were able to just really address like she's not sleeping well, um, and and that was a big thing, not sleeping well. And so we really have been focusing on sleep so much. Sleep. That's huge. Um, setting up a sleep ritual, setting up a healthy sleeping space, setting up the right things to eat before preparing to bed, so that she's not having these blood sugar um, spikes at night. And so we've made some improvement on sleep. And then just this week, um, I got a message from her that she has a positive pregnancy test. And of course she's Hmm. ecstatic, but where she lives, she's actually not in the U S she's really having a hard time getting in touch with the doctor. And I've just through my evaluation, have determined that she really needs to get her hormones checked. And specifically there are three hormones that this woman needs to have evaluated as soon as possible. And then weekly for the next nine to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and then there are certain protocols to follow if that pregnancy is at risk and she has a history of miscarriage and she's just not able to get that. So um, I do have an extensive network of, of physicians that I reach out to at a global level. So I did some networking, was able to connect her with a physician. And so yesterday she was actually getting tested and they were, they were moving forward with that. So I just know that she's in good hands with a doctor who is going to take this gentle restorative approach and address the right things. Um, I have another woman who's, uh, you know, wanting to achieve her pregnancy. She's not there yet, but she's back to cycling regularly. She was not cycling at all. Period had gone MII. I am, you know, missing in action for a couple of years. So she's now um, cycling and working towards that next step. So when you're working through the phase of infertility, it's kind of a three-phase process. First is learning to create that diagnostic tool of a well-charted cycle. So you know where to dig and investigate and look for those those hidden stressors. And then the next is to to evaluate that. So cycle-targeted testing, maybe some cycle-targeted therapies to restore the overall balance of the body. And then you move into phase three, which is trying to achieve a pregnancy, but enjoying that process. And this is where, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but mindset is such an important part of the work that I do mm-hmm. of enjoying the process, not letting it be a means to an end, but to enjoy that as well. And not, not letting that part of a relationship um, sacrifice because the desire for a child can be such a strong one that sometimes it can interfere with, with relationships. So we have to really focus on it. It's work. It's a lot of work, but, but it is an important work. That's a journey for sure. Like any aspect of our health, it's a journey. It's not a a destination. It's, you know, let's say someone starts working with you, maybe they went as far back as they didn't even have a cycle. It had been so far back. You brought them to this journey. They're starting a cycle. They're able to get pregnant, maybe naturally, and then they have the child and it's like, well, that's, that's not the end of the journey. Well, then like things keep going on and we want to keep your health strong and your, the vitality there. And maybe mm-hmm. you want future children and it goes beyond that. And then when cycles diminish with age and we go menopausal and what that looks like, a lot of women, I think real, uh, don't realize that in many other countries outside of America, uh, menopause is actually something they look forward to. It's actually an enjoyable thing and a process that can be enjoyable but in America, I feel we've medicalized it so much and we're just trying to give them hormones and everything else to just try to 
wipe out these symptoms when really they're would be fine if they didn't have an underlying issue because they're just really sick and, and women go sick into menopause and then it creates a really miserable experience. So do you have any experience or could you talk about that a little bit? Like how that that's just, well, it's so powerful. It's just so powerful what, what you said. And I think that we just do get used to in Western culture, treating symptoms so that we feel better in the moment, but we're not doing anything to restore that health. And, and another thing that you said is, you know, so I'm working with women, they become pregnant. What I absolutely love is they'll, so in my program, we'll do a pregnancy pause. So when they're pregnant, they can pause um, the program. And then if they want, they can come back in afterwards. And I always love it when they come back afterwards, like, okay, I've had the baby and breastfeeding now, and I'm ready to enter into this journey of charting my cycle while breastfeeding. It's a totally different experience than, you know, um, charting to achieve pregnancy or charting for, for health awareness. So it's always exciting, but yeah, you hit on a very important part of this transition into menopause and, um, making sure that we restore health and our overall system so that that can be enjoyable. That's not necessarily my area of expertise. I'm keenly, keenly interested in it, especially as I start to enter that journey myself, um, in a few years, but, um, it's the studies that I'm doing this year, I'm always, every year I make a commitment to learn new and to, to add new skills to my toolkit to offer women. And it is, um, more of a functional work of really restoring the whole body, starting with gut health and looking at eating the right foods to keep your body healthy and, and strong so that you can enter into the menopause, um, from a place of a high vital reserve so that, that, that you can manage this. Um, and so I think that's really important is that we, we focus on our overall health, not just mitigating or, or managing a symptom here or there. Um, but to, to restore the whole balance of the body. Absolutely. Now, so how are you started to mention some of the ways that you help women, but how can some women reach out to you if they're interested and wanted to track their cycles and get their their hormone balance and or their hormones starting to balance again. Like how could they reach out to you? What kind of programs do you have? What's the best? Yeah. Well, so check, check out uh, melissabucken.com and I've got a cycle guide, um, melissabucken.com forward slash cycle guide. So if you're interested in kind of what it looks like to have a charted cycle, these are very simple, basic examples, but you might be able to associate with a certain pattern. Um, and then if you are interested in learning more about a program, you can schedule a discovery call. We actually have three coaches in our program. Um, we are kind of a hybrid of a group and one-on-one. So we have some elements of group coaching, but we also offer one-on-one coaching as well. Uh, I've developed this program and it's about a almost three-year-old program after 15 years of doing this work, um, really meeting busy women where they are. So there's an online component, self-paced, but there's also a very personalized one-on-one. We have a secure messaging center where when you're in our program, you're assigned a coach and you have unlimited access to asking them your charting questions. With our app, we're HIPAA compatible. So we have this great portal where when you're connected with your coach, so you can say like, Hey, my period didn't come, what's going on. And they'll get back to you. Or, you know, my doctor really needs to understand, you know, what my luteal phase looks like. What do I need to do? We could even tell you what tests to ask your doctor for. I'm really big on teaching women to be self-advocates for their health, understanding that I'm a big advocate of RRM, restorative reproductive medicine, but not all doctors are trained in that, but we can teach women to have conversations so that they can ask the doctors about certain tests. And typically if a woman goes and says, I want to have this test done on this day, I've never had a doctor say, no, I'm sorry, we don't do that. Like if you ask, typically you will receive. So um, all that to said, say, check out melissabucken.com. If you think that you might want to go on the cycle charting journey with us, um, schedule a discovery call. 
20 minutes. The whole goal of this discovery call is not to bring you into our program. It's really to assess what the next best step is for you. Sometimes that is working with our program. If it's not, we are going to brainstorm, okay, what is the next best step for you? And you'll actually kind of experience what a coaching conversation is. Our philosophy in our program is not a teacher-student philosophy. It is one of a true coaching partnership. We partner with our clients to help them understand what that best next step is in their health journey. Yeah, because it can be really confusing. It can be a real daunting task. For instance, maybe the woman wants to get their hormones back and they want to get pregnant, but they don't want to take all the, the medicine, right? They want to do more of a natural approach. And so you're saying you could help them find maybe that's resource naturally, mm-hmm. yeah. or if they're going down the, the other road, they can go down that road or, you know, whatever the best option is for them. Essentially, Yeah. I say, we help you find the right fit doctor for you. Now here is a question you might not have gotten before. I'm just curious. This might be a totally ridiculous question, but I believe in, especially with partnerships like marriages, it's really important that a spouse be supportive of the other one, no matter what they're going through, whether it be health, finances, relationships, whatever, there's that support system. And you always get better results when you have a spouse that's on your side and they're supporting you. So this is a very, I feel very private, very intimate thing for a woman. Could there spouse, husband, a significant other, help them in any way in, in this path and in, in getting their cycle back? and, and 100% absolutely. A, a couple who charts together stays together. <laughs> and so it should be. And so my, my program is, is again, kind of a hybrid. Um, so we do have a ladies only component, but in our one-on-one program, I say men join in on those one-on-one coaching calls, work through the foundations course together download the app. So, I mean, even if you don't enter my program, but you want to, you, you just want to chart together, download the chart new app, download it on both of your phones. And then, I mean, Hey, it's like, you know, where she is, you know, whether you need to bring home a bottle of wine and some flowers or, and chocolate, or maybe just chocolate and Motrin. I say, <laughs> never forget the chocolate. You're full if you forget the chocolate, but you're able to, you know, men aren't cycling. They're ready to go all the time. They're even Steven, their hormones fluctuate day to day, but they're not this hormonal roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And so a man who takes the time to learn the hormonal cycle of a woman and really listen to that, I mean, it's going to blow your mind. And it really will even maybe in certain situations kind of let you laugh a little like, okay, that was really hurtful what you said, <sighs> but um, I know you didn't mean it. I'm not going to take it personally. You're just PMSing right now. <laughs> And so it really just kind of just helps put perspective on everything. So I think that couples who chart together, it is such a beautiful tool um, for communication, for, for just awareness and, and your overall relationship for respect for the woman's body. Um, it just, yeah, you could get, so it's not a ridiculous question. We could have a whole separate um, podcast episode on the merits of mm-hmm. couples charting together. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, to finish up here, I always ask this question to our guests and I always love the answers we get. And especially in this, in this dynamic, what you bring to the table today, it, what does reaching your fullest potential mean to you? That's a great question. I think reaching your fullest potential means being at peace with your body. You can't always control the way that your body behaves. Um, and you know, there's some things we can control and some things we can't, but being at peace with your body, I think is one of the most powerful places in life that we can reach. Absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. I think that's huge for, I think a lot of, a lot of 
women, just but people in general needed to hear that right now for sure. So Melissa, thank you so much for, for being on today. And we'll put all those links and all the good stuff and the resources on the show notes as well. So our listeners have that. And uh, we look forward to having you on another time for some other aspect of what you do. We love what you do. I can talk cycles all day long. So it would be a real pleasure. Thanks, Dr. Chris. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. To get this and other episodes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com or listen to the Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. 